Hello, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 7 of Alice in Wonderland. I'm Vic Philipson in a cloudy and cool Christiansand, Norway. And I'm Alice, also in a cloudy and cool Morocco. Cooler than it is here? It, it's sweater weather here. Oh, okay. It's not that cool, but it's it's cooler than it was, <laughs> and I love it. I love this weather. This, If you're coming to Morocco... I would say for me, this is almost the perfect time because it's just blue skies. Everything's, you know, there's been a bit of rain. So all the haze is lifted. It's cool in the evening and the sun is warm in the day. So no, no giant dust storms. No, no, they've all got they've all washed away. There is the danger of rain, of <laughs> course, which I think if you come to somewhere like Morocco on your holidays and it rains, you feel terribly cheated. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you do. Yes, you do. Uh, we had terrible wind yesterday here. The Did wind you? blew here. Oh yeah. Well, we get we get uh, storms in the fall that they, they uh. just blow in off the ocean. And uh, yeah, the wind was blowing. I of course was in a dark dark theater, and I went in. The sun was shining. When I came out, the sun was still shining, but it was really oh. windy. <laughs> well, at least you got the sunshine. That's the main thing. That's right. Well. How is life in Morocco? You were in Marrakesh yesterday. Yes, I was. I just went down to visit a friend of mine, Charlie, who's come over for the first time in 18 months. Um, He runs a business here, uh, Epic Travel. And I think it goes to show that things are really genuinely starting to open up. Um, Now I've actually seen foreign faces for the first time in Mm -hmm. Imlil. Um, I went and had lunch with a group of 10, Jean-Pierre, my my expedition organizer from all my trips, came up to do a trip with 10 Germans. So oh. I had lunch with them, which was really nice. We had a huge, enormous couscous lunch um, <laughs> in Ajit up here. They're doing 11 days of trekking. And I have seen, and there are other foreign faces now in Imlil and even more telling on the way up there's a couple of places which are very i hate to say this but they are very instagrammable on the road and there was a queue of vans all waiting to get their perfect picture and people queuing up to take their you know their instagram shot floaty dresses (laughs) hats you know you know what i'm talking about yeah 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 so the germans are well you know that things are returning to normal when the germans are back (laughs) <laughs> well same yeah and i mean of, we, we see is we, same in doorway is it yeah we see a lot of german um caravans uh uh rvs yeah people living get, in yeah yeah we get those in the south as well people come over for the winter um yeah. they drive down from europe uh france and spain and Germany and drive all the way down to the Sahara, basically, down to mm-hmm. the oases down there and spend the winter mm-hmm. in the sun. That's that they're, yeah, yeah, yeah. They have uh, snowbirds here too. That's what they call the people, yeah. you know, that come out of the northern states that go south in the states. How's That's life a nice with idea, the, I think. How are all the little kids and everyone there in the. Oh, area? in the door. Well, I cannot wait for next week when they go back to school it's been they extended the school holidays for a month partly due to all the ramifications from corona and i just mm-hmm. can't wait because i love the kids but they are 
in you can imagine there's loads of them and they just scream all day long and knock on my door every two and a half minutes but they are lovely and we, we had a big excitement this week because one I always have a stock of lollipops for them. And once a week we do a special sport. We do sports quite a lot, but we do a special mm-hmm. sports session, a big one. And then I give out the lollipops. So this week we did we did aerobics, which is hilarious. They lasted for about 10 minutes and then they're all sitting down panting and going, no, that's enough. <laughs> so we did our aerobics um, in the Doar. Uh, much to the amusement of all the mothers who were sitting there watching us. And then I brought out the lollipops and, you know, I have to collect. So they're used to just throwing the litter on the ground. So I collect all the litter. They're all mm. sucking away at their little lollipops. And suddenly there's like a kind of a ripple of excitement through 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 the crowd. Okay. And, I, and I'm like, what, what's going on? What's going on? And they said, Alice, where did you get these lollipops? They're delicious. And purely by chance, I've hit upon a new brand of lollipop, which is a Coca-Cola lollipop. And oh. um, the girls, and it was really funny because they kind of like converged on me like a little flock of seagulls and surrounded me and demanded exact directions to the very small shop, like a stall, a hanout, we call it here, where they could buy these lollipops. And they were like, I said, it's near the parking. It's the guy who speaks English. And they were going... Oh, yes, we know. Is, is it Hamid? And I was thinking, I don't know this guy's name. I think I said, you know, he's small. And so they go, yes, it's Hamid. We're going to go up and get more. So clearly I have <laughs> de facto had a hit. <laughs> With your lollipop. I have well, to tell I, you, the, the, the show I'm doing, I'm, I'm yeah. really super busy right now. The show I'm doing, the lollipops figure prominently into the show. Oh, do they? And Yes. And... Uh, when in order to get ready for it, I had a friend here from England who's a theater director, and I said, Paul, I really need to read the show with you, which is about two teenage girls. <laughs> nice. I, I just ran it through Google Translate because he doesn't speak Norwegian. Yeah. And so here are two more than middle-aged men, and lollipop translated in Norway. In Norwegian, you say, Shalihet Popinne. Ooh, which means yes. love, love on a stick. Love on a stick. <laughs> stick, love on a well, stick. That's so that's a how great Google thing. translated it. So what? And I didn't realize that. I didn't know that's what lollipops were called in Norway because I'd never heard it. And so you have two middle-aged guys reading a play written for two teenage girls. <laughs> When that starts up with, with right hand or left hand, because you get love on a stick. Okay, <laughs> so well, that's, that's, that's a very, lollipop. that's, you, you're, you're definitely a thespian, and I'm sure yeah. your acting it overcame was, any gender or age differences. Oh, yeah, it was, it was, it was flawlessly played. So Excellent. I laugh every time I hear lollipops now. Yes, well, <laughs> <laughs> love on well, a stick. lollipop drama, any other drama going on? Any other... Well, yes, I've had a very Moroccan drama actually, and a, right. a near a near miss, a kind of a a very very close call. And? So, yeah, I was um I was driving. I'd I'd gone to you know there's always an ongoing car issue. So I I I got a, a puncture, um, and the hatch had right. pumped you, up. Uh, pumped when up. Last we heard, when last we heard, you had a flat tire. 
Yes. Well, the Hajj pumped it up for me and I drove down to the town, not Asnim because I don't like the mechanic there, um, further down <laughs> to, um, to Hanout, which is about 20 miles away. Anyway, mm-hmm. I drove down the mountain thinking, I hope this tyre just keeps strong until we get there. Got to the tyre man and he took off, you know, stuck my car up on a jack, took off the tyre, and there's a massive nail in it, which obviously was causing the problem. So we fixed all that. And because I was kind of halfway towards the Agafe and desert and Marrakesh, I thought, right, I'll drop in and see my friend Carla, who lives in the Agafe desert. So I turned off the road from Tahanaut, and it's a very small road right across the Agafe desert, which mm-hmm. is about 45 minutes from Marrakesh, and it has a lot of quarries on it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and it, the road's rubbish. I mean, it's single track and it's, it is, co- it's um, tarmac, but it's full of holes. Anyway, I'm driving along and you have to take it kind of easy. It goes up and down. It goes into lots of kind of canyons and then back up again. So you're often got blind summits. Anyway, I'm tootling along this road, minding my own business. Um, and I get halfway across a very narrow bridge over a wet, a dry river valley with mm-hmm. a sheer drop on both sides. And then over a blind summit so i'm halfway across the bridge over a blind summit a, a huge truck a gravel truck oh boy come, oh boy yeah yes. it's not good it comes plummeting down the hill and there's a lay-by at the front of the bridge at the top of the bridge where you know obviously to let people pull in so that sure. you can go across the bridge i can't go back <laughs> i'm halfway what? across so this truck does not stop okay and it just comes hurtling towards me and i don't know i mean i'm there isn't really enough room for both of us anyway i just i think well i don't know what to do so i slow the car down because i'm there's a huge i can't go further towards the side there is a sheer drop there's no wall or anything um Mm -hmm. so i just slow the car down on the bridge thinking, well, you know, it's going to collide with me. And right enough, the truck comes right towards me. You hear a screaming of metal. It bashes my side mirror in and then bashes the whole side of the car, scrapes along, and then takes the back end of my car off. Um, Oh, my. Yeah, and screeches to a halt. So... Um, the back end of the car that was t- that was fixed on with sellotape, admittedly, because it had come <laughs> off on the motorway, but still. So anyway, so we're sitting there with the, this truck ploughed into the back panel of my car and my whole car scraped. So I leap out. The, the truck driver stops. Obviously, I've got adrenaline pumping through me at about, I mean, I you know, yeah. that I if that truck had, had head on me or pushed me, I'd have gone over the over the bridge. And down how deep the, the... How deep yeah. is the ravine? Yeah. And, you know, bye-bye, Alice, really. It's a 30-meter drop. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a big drop. Oh, boy. And he should have stopped. Anyway, so I leap out the car um, full of adrenaline. And then I basically just shout at the truck driver in Arabic for about 20 minutes. And he's just trying to placate me. Um, <laughs> but, you know... I give full force to my feelings um, because he's definitely in the wrong. Oh, and also, say, yeah. I'm scared. You know, I've, I've just had a huge yeah, shock. Then, then, and I mean, I, I forgive myself. He's just going, 
say thanks be to God for a safe delivery. And I'm like, thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. You've just trashed my entire car. What? How, how am I going to be thanking God because you've just broken my car? So we go. <laughs> this is the difference between, I guess, <laughs> Eastern philosophy and Western philosophy. So anyway, then a poor guy comes out. So in Morocco, if you have a car crash, what you have to do you are not allowed to move your car. You have to keep your car exactly where it is until the police arrive and take pictures if all you're going right. to claim on your insurance. So we're looking at insurance papers and all sorts. Uh, uh, it's the only you can't get along this road any other way. A poor guy comes in a four by four and says, look, please, can you move your cars? Because I got to get to Tahanau and I can't get past you. And I'm like, I can't move the car because we're not allowed to. You know, the police have got to see the actual not crime but you know the accident yep. <laughs> anyway then the guy gets shirty with me which really is a big mistake so I get extremely shirty back and I regret <laughs> that because actually it wasn't this guy's fault he needed to get where he was going I do understand and you know yes. the way back it's another 20 miles back and then you have to do like a hundred mile detour to get to the city it's anyway I Long short, I moved the car. The lorry driver moved his lorry and parked it up the hill. He came back, thank goodness. And by this time, I'd calmed down because I'd shouted at everybody I could possibly shout at. And instead of getting the police, which, yeah. you know, causes we're, – we're also miles from anywhere, by the way. We're in the middle of the Agave Desert, so it would have taken hours. And this is just a lorry driver. And he said to me, he said, I'm really sorry, my brakes don't work properly. Which, oh, that's okay. <laughs> he I know, probably the really guy, doesn't want to talk to the police. No, he doesn't. And he's, you know, I don't have any desire to punish somebody for an accident. I just want to get things sorted. So we have this very Moroccan resolution where he's like, right, I'm going to phone my body shop guy who, who's about 20 miles down the road. You go there. I'll pay for it. Get everything sorted. So he phones the guy. I then also speak to the mechanic in I get his number and then I phone him and speak to him. It's all agreed that the lorry driver will pay. And I tootle off because the car is drivable. We bash the back back into place, kind of. It's trailing <laughs> off. And then I tootle the 20 miles down the road and then sit outside a body shop for a couple of hours while the guy starts to fix it. And then, uh, fortunately, um, my friend's boyfriend comes and collects me and I go and spend the night at their house and come back in the morning. And it's all done and the car looks fine. Oh, really? And, yeah, it looks absolutely fine. They've just bashed it out, put a lick of paint on it. And, you know, it's not I'm not it's not like I'm driving a Porsche. It's Toyota Yaris. And she's <laughs> she's she's seen a bit of action. as She's a bit battered. Oh, I've, but, I've had two of those. Yes, I know. <laughs> it's a really she's a really good car. But the, the point is, in Morocco, everything gets fixed. And what made me laugh hilariously. So then Mohammed, the truck driver, phones me up in the morning to make sure everything's okay. And I say yes. And by this time, I'm able to say, thanks be to God for a safe delivery. Um, because it was. And what absolutely cracks me up is Mohammed finishes the conversation by saying, Alice, next time you're in the Agafé, you've got my phone number. Please come and have a cup of tea with me. <laughs> That's sweet. That's really nice. I know. I know. So I don't know. What's the lesson? The lesson is, well, you know, I don't know what the lesson. I think the lesson is after you've shouted for a bit, just calm down yeah. and listen to reason. Yes. Yeah. That's always, uh, that's kind of, I do the same thing. Let me, yeah. 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 yeah it was a bit of a shock. Oh, and I have to give you an election update. 
Yes. Yes. Well, you know, it was the the battle of the two Rashids. Yes. Um, the old school Rashid and the and the modernizing Rashid. Well, the modernizing oh. Rashid's faction won. Oh. So yeah. So both very good men. So congratulations to one, commiserations to the other. But yes, um, Rashid Imrahan won, and so did his brother. And so there is a new, a new kind of broom has swept through. In fact, it swept through the whole country. So the Islamic Party was defeated, the the ruling party, okay. um, after ten years in power, which is after the Arab Spring. And I guess Corona has just. I think this is quite common, isn't it? After a big crisis, people want a new regime. Mm-hmm. So there's a new regime mm-hmm. in and new prime minister called Mr. Akanouche, who is one of the richest men in Morocco. He's a billion, okay. billion, billionaire. And it was interesting because I was talking to people locally and they said, yeah, they said, yes, you know, now we're all desperate for the economy to be rebuilt. And yes. we feel that a really good businessman will help us do that. So it it's filtered down even into the local elections. So we have we've got a new president of the commune here for the first time in 40 years. Oh, that's good. Oh, okay, a whole yeah. new. They really did do a clean sweep then. Yeah, it was. It was. It was. It was a big. Um, yeah, there, there was a big kind of change. You know, one of those. I, I guess in 10 years, as again in politics, that's quite often a. A turning point, isn't it? People people tend to change and renew government in a different way within ten years. So so there we are. So um, tourists are returning. We have a new government, and the weather's cool. Everything is looking bright in Morocco. Couldn't be better. Could Couldn't be, be better. better. <laughs> it could. I think I might treat myself with some love on a stick. <laughs> as long as it's cola flavored. As long as it's cola. Well, that's all right. I've got fifty of them, so we'll be okay. <laughs> well, Alice, we've kind of caught up on everything this week. I realize we're a little short uh, on time, but um, short and I also sweet, am, Vic. Short and sweet. Short and sweet. Short and sweet. And I also, I should apologize. We're a day late, and that is my fault. This uh, show just sort of ate into the. Uh, I could, I couldn't get ahead of the power curve yesterday. I just couldn't. Well, good things. luck. Good luck with it when it starts. And, you know, that's showbiz, Vic. You're a showbiz man. That's right. That's right. Well, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I better go. I've got to do do love on a stick later on today. Okay, we'll break a leg and uh, speak soon. Okay, talk to you later. Bye. Bye.